so great to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. On the top of my list this year for Thanksgiving, I thank God for my church cathedral. Amen. How many of you are with me today? Man, I'm so grateful for cathedral. Pastor Ken, Pastor Kurt, thank you so much for leading our church and uh, always just listening to God for whatever he has, uh, for whatever we need in our lives. Thank you so much for being, don't you love Pastor Ken and Pastor Kurt? God bless you guys. Amen. 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 This is definitely not my script, okay? <laughs> Pastor Ken, I, I, I know that God is about to open doors for your ministry like never before. He will use your experience um, to launch even more ministries beyond whatever you have ever seen. Um, God is about to do something great with Cathedral, even greater than what he has done before. Um, amen. Amen. Man, I, I, I want to take a moment, okay? Father God, I bless our church right now. Hallelujah. Lord, bless us beyond whatever we have trusted you for. Bless us beyond whatever we have believed you for, Lord. We want to flow with your spirit to do what you have called Cathedral to become, to not only impact the Bay Area, but our nation and the world. In Jesus' name we pray. If you believe it, give the Lord another clap offering. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Amen. Um, God is good. Amen. Hallelujah. In the last few weeks, we have been talking about the Apostles' Creed. The Apostles' Creed, we find that all our faith, all of what we believe in is summarized in, that, in those few words. And um, that establishes not only what we believe, but it also launches us to a spiritual battle uh, in being able to determine to, or define to the enemy who we are and what we believe in. A couple of weeks ago, Pastor Wayne dealt with us as far as God being the Father. And last week, we were inspired by Bishop E.C. Wilson. I told him, don't get too excited, brother, okay? Feel free to... Uh, and he inspired us with that uh, powerful message, Jesus is the cure for everything, amen? amen. Today, we're going to deal with a phrase. It's a very small phrase, probably the smallest phrase, just six words in the, um, in the Apostles' Creed. And it simply states, we, I believe in the Holy Spirit. I believe in the Holy Spirit. And, and it's, why don't you say it with me? I believe in the Holy Spirit. That little phrase has been so misinterpreted, misunderstood, unfortunately, uh, throughout the ages. It is so small and yet so um, simple, but the, the subject is so com complex and so vast. And because we presently live in the season, in the time of the Holy Spirit, there's been thousands of books who have tried to discover and define who the Holy Spirit is, and we continue to discover that. We continue to believe that. We have a lot of teaching on God the Father, God the Son, which we have embraced and we understand that. But many times the Holy Spirit is misunderstood because of the experiences that, that there has been in the last hundred years or so on the Holy Spirit, anywhere from the Pentecostal movement to the charismatic movement. And, 
because we're human, we seem to be taken by that which we can easily identify with, those, easy, those things that we can, can, can feel, okay? And, and um, don't get me wrong, I, I speak in tongues, I believe speaking in tongues, I believe in the gifts of the Spirit, okay? But that's just a portion of what the Holy Spirit really is and who he is and who he can become, not only in the church, but in our personal lives as well. I grew up Pentecostal. Anybody here can identify with me today? Okay. Um, we, we, uh, I pastored a church called Temple Elim over here on Center Road. You need Elimers here or don't know about Elim. Okay. We used to have our services for three, four hours every Sunday night. Okay. We'd start at 7, well, at least we tried to start at 7, but we'd end up by 11 o'clock, and we'd have a wonderful experience in the presence of the Holy Spirit, but we really didn't understand what the Holy Spirit wanted to do in our lives. Today, that's what we're going to try to discover. Now, we're not going to cover everything because it's such a vast subject, but we're going to deal with some things about that, okay? The challenging thing is, is that because we have arrived to certain so many conclusions, we sometimes block what the Holy Spirit, what God wants to reveal to us about the Holy Spirit, what he wants to teach us. And, and unfortunately, again, much theology has been written, and some of it has been misunderstood. The Holy Spirit is powerful. The Holy Spirit is powerful. But a lot of people have called it a power, but the Holy Spirit is much more than just a power. God is powerful, and he is also power. God is loving, and he is also love. The Holy Spirit is powerful, but he is also power. Does that make sense? Okay, so today this is what we want to understand. Now, the good thing is that we have the promise of God that he will reveal these deep things that we need to know about the Holy Spirit to us. When Daniel had received a revelation of a dream that Nebuchadnezzar had, Daniel went into this praise and to this worship. And within his praise and his worship, he said something about God that gives us a promise and that we can understand and know the Holy Spirit. He said this way, Daniel, he reveals deeply hidden things to us. God reveals deeply hidden things to us. Deeply hidden things are things that cannot easily be understood. Things cannot be easily defined, such as, such as issues that happen in life such as situations that happen in life, such as spiritual warfare, such as living in the spirit. Those are things that are complex, that are sometimes very difficult for us to embrace, very difficult for us to define. And that's probably the biggest struggle that we have, that we all want to live in the spirit, amen? amen. We don't want to live in the flesh, amen? But it, that's the challenge of being under, be able to understand just how the Spirit operates. But the promise we have is that God wants to reveal those deep things to every one of us. I am a candidate of God revealing deep things, deep spiritual things in my life. The promise is also in Deuteronomy chapter 29, verse 29, probably one of my favorite verses in the Old Testament. And this is what the writer in Deuteronomy says. He explains this way. He says, the secret things belong to the Lord, our God. But, somebody say but. but. You know what? If all of a sudden I go into Spanish, don't worry, I'll come back, okay? Right. The secret things belong to the Lord, our God, but, somebody say but again. But. The things revealed belong to us. 
The things revealed belong to us. There is a vast amount of things that God wants to reveal to every one of us about the Holy Spirit, but God himself, about Jesus Christ, about spiritual life, about life itself. Things that sometimes people here today have said, I don't know what's happening. I don't understand these things. Don't worry about it. God is wanting to reveal those things. And when he reveals those things, we understand that it opens the door for us to engage in spiritual warfare. In spiritual warfare. And when we engage in spiritual warfare and the enemy realizes that we know what's happening, he then begins to fear. Because there's nothing more powerful than a Christian who understands what's happening in the spiritual warfare. Am I making sense today? And there's people here today. There's people here today who you are facing mental and spiritual warfare. And the enemy wants to keep us... uh, not knowing what's happening. But when God comes to us and he says, you know what, I'm going to reveal these things to you. And just that, that revelation that we get is it's the same thing with education. When you learn something, there's nothing or no one that can take it away from us. Likewise, in the spiritual realm, when God begins to reveal to us who he is, what he is, what he can do, what's happening in life. All of a sudden, you, you, those things be, become part of you. They, they, they belong to us. And no one, there's no devil, there's no spirit, there's no demon who can take it away from you, who can cancel it in your life. Hallelujah. We, we, well, all of a sudden, you realize, wait, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm not a, a, an abandoned kid. I, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not necessarily someone who was neglected. I am not someone who, 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 who is dumb, who is no good. No, I am someone. I'm a child of God. I'm a child of destiny. I'm a child of purpose. And, and you, you just don't declare it, but you understand it. Man, God was there when I took my first breath. God dreamed about my, about my life. And all of a sudden, the devil sees you, where that your eyes have been opened up, and he gets scared. If you don't understand me in English, let me tell you in Spanish, he gets scared, okay? <laughs> he looks at you and he says, he says like this, oh no, he understands. He has been revealed. It has been revealed to her who he or she is. And the devil trembles because now we know that we know that we know who we are. Hallelujah. They belong to us. Nobody can take it away from us. No one, nothing can take it away from us. I got to keep going on this, okay, so I can get stuck on this. But I need to share with you some more things, okay? He reveals these deep things to us. These things that are revealed belong to us. Somebody got to say that with me today. Say, they belong to me. Come on, come on, you got to say it with faith. They belong to me. You got to say kind of like even spitting a little. They belong to me. You tell the enemy that, he gets scared. Because you take possession of what God is going to reveal in your life. And I pray that this week, the Holy Spirit will teach you, would reveal to you the things that are happening in your life, that you will understand that God is in control. Somebody give the Lord a clap offering. Hallelujah. (laughs) 
Paul talked about it as well. He understood it. And he brought us even a little closer to understanding this, about the revelation of deep things that God reveals to us. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9, he says, where he writes this, this way, however it is written, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, what no human mind has conceived. Wow. Wow, listen to me. I know you've read this many times before. You're going to hear it one more time. Because there are things out there in the spiritual realm. There are things out there about God that are yet to be discovered. And God has chosen us to reveal them to us. Hallelujah. Things that are happening in your life that maybe you have not seen, maybe you have not heard, or you haven't conceived. There are the things that God has prepared for those who love him. Man, I smell miracles cooking in this place today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I smell God preparing something for lives today. The miracle you need. The door that needs to be opened. That mighty thing that you've been asking God. God has already prepared them for us. And there are things in our lives that are taking place. Circumstances, situations, relationships that seem to distort. That seem to distract. That seem to try to nullify what God is doing. But I'm here to tell you, he is God the Father. He has the last word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm here to tell you, don't give up. You need to have God open your spiritual nostrils that you can see the miracle is cooking for you. What God is preparing for your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. These are the things God has revealed to us by his spirit. Because the spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. See, God knows that we can understand. God knows that we can not only believe, but that we can know what he is doing. And this thing that God is doing in our lives is something that we can, again, not only know, but we can understand. Stop putting yourself down. Stop limiting yourself. Stop saying, oh, I'm too hard-headed. Well, maybe you are, but listen to me, okay? <laughs> God can teach us things that we seem to be, it seems to be so deep, so far from us. We need to understand that God wants to reveal those things to our lives. Somebody give the Lord a cap offering today. Hallelujah. So understanding the Holy Spirit, we've got to lay down a foundation here about who the Holy Spirit is. First of all, again, like I mentioned earlier, the Holy Spirit is powerful, but some have revealed or taught that he is only a power. But, God is, but the Holy Spirit is much more than just simply a power. The Holy Spirit is God. The Holy Spirit is God. And Scripture tells us, I'm just going to share three Scriptures of, of, of proving that, but the scripture, throughout the Scripture, we understand that the Holy Spirit is shown as God. Some people think that because he's the third person of the, Spirit, of the, of, of, of the Godhead, that he is the last of it. No, he's not. 
We just simply happen to, happen to live right now in the time frame of the Holy Spirit. Look what 1 John chapter 5, verse 7 says. For there are three that bear witness in heaven. And that within itself says it all. It says like this. For there are three that bear witness in heaven. The Father, the Word, which is the Son, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. And these three are one. That simply says everything right there. It puts the Holy Spirit at equal of God the Father and God the Son. The scripture also reveals in John chapter 14 of how Jesus prayed. And I've added some brackets to it so that we can identify who is talking here, okay? And I, which is God the Son, Jesus Christ, will ask the Father, God the Father, and he will give you another comforter, God the Holy Spirit to help you and be with you forever. And when it says forever, it's establishing once again who the Holy Spirit is. He is eternal. We'll be with you forever. The spirit of truth, the world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But, there comes the but again. Somebody say but. But, but you know him for he lives with you and will be in you. Somebody want to receive that today? Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I believe that the North American church has forgotten this promise of Jesus Christ, that the Holy Spirit is to come, and it's through the power of the Holy Spirit that things are going to happen. Just as the scripture says in the Old Testament, it's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by the Spirit of the Lord. Does somebody believe it today? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There are people today that need to realize that you are trying hard, and that's great. Keep trying, but you need to release some things to the Holy Spirit because he's about to do things in your life, through your life, and in your life. That is the power of the Holy Spirit. That is the promise of the Holy Spirit, not only to be with you, around you, but to be inside of us. Hallelujah. To live inside of us. When we understand that, we understand that, you know what? I can do all things through Jesus Christ who strengthens me because it's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit, we understand that it works in the church as well. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 4, Paul stipulates of how God operates in the church. It says like this, there are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord, talking about Jesus Christ. And there are different kinds of working, but all of them and everyone, it is the same God. So it's the Spirit, it's Jesus Christ and it's God the Father. We are living in a time of the Holy Spirit where he's about to glorify himself through our lives. He's about to manifest himself through our lives. But you know what? So many of us, we walk around in misery. We walk around in defeat. We walk around with all our problems in our, in, in our face, thinking that those are the things that define us. But when we understand of the presence of the Holy Spirit in us. We look beyond those things that we are facing and we understand that God is with us. Yes, give the Lord a clap offering. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit has the same attributes as God the Father. We need to establish these things because they're important. See, the Holy Spirit is eternal. The Holy Spirit is holy. The Holy Spirit is omniscient. He knows all things. 
The Holy Spirit gives us a spirit of love, sound mind, and power. The Holy Spirit is truth. The Holy Spirit gives life. All these things that we see about the Holy Spirit in Scripture, we understand that the Holy Spirit is God. The enemy wants you to, defy, to, to deny that the Holy Spirit is God because then it begins to erase the possibility of the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. But when we confess, I believe in God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, we tell the enemy, you got to back off, devil, because God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit is with me. Hallelujah. Okay, so this is knowing about the Holy Spirit. But God wants us to know the Holy Spirit. Not only about, but know the Holy Spirit. Can I hear an amen? amen? The Holy Spirit is a person. The Holy Spirit is a person. We find this out through Scripture because the Holy Spirit gives life. And a person can only give life. The Holy Spirit is a teacher. And only a person can teach another person. The Holy Spirit gives witness. And I love that scripture. The Holy Spirit gives witness. He understands the confirmation of what, he need, of what you need in your life. He will confirm with your spirit who is a son of God, who is a child of God, who is of God, and who is not of God. Let me elaborate a little bit on that. Maybe you young lady, a sister who's got that guy hitting up on you, saying that the Holy Spirit spoke to him, telling you that he saw you in a dream, telling you that God has spoken to him. Well, let the Holy Spirit bear witness. And some of you don't want to hear the Holy Spirit because he's saying, no, that's not him. I'll take the laughter as an amen, okay? But I love this last scripture, Romans chapter 8, verse 26. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. See, the Holy Spirit is a person that he understands not only our strengths, but our weaknesses. And because he understands our weaknesses, that reveals that he is a person himself. He helps us in our weaknesses because we, are, we do not know how we ought to pray. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us through worldless for, through wordless groans. This is where the power of the speaking in tongues come in. But don't get sidetracked by just speaking in tongues. Speaking in tongues is a great, great, great blessing. Can I hear an amen? amen? But that doesn't define who you are. That doesn't make you more spiritual or less spiritual. This is just one of the many blessings of the Holy Spirit. Let's continue because i got to finish here. You guys still with me? The Holy Spirit reveals his personhood likewise through the gifts of the Spirit because every gift of the Spirit requires to be a person. The word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, the word of faith, healings, and so on and so on. We found him, find him not only in Romans chapter 12, but in Romans chapter 12 as well. The different gifts of the Spirit. But don't be sidetracked by only thinking and seeking the gift of the Spirit because some of you may be taken by surprise at what I'm going to tell you next, okay? Every gift of the Spirit can be impersonated, can be imitated by the enemy. Every one of them. Every one of them. That's why Jesus said, you will know them by their fruits. 
and not necessarily by their gifts. Let's take a look at, at the list of the, of the gifts, uh, of the fruits, excuse me. Okay, because the fruit of the Spirit, according to Galatians chapter 5, is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, and so on and so on, okay? Because none of the fruits of the Spirit can be imitated, impersonated, falsified by the enemy. When's the last time you saw a devil loving? When's the last time you saw a demon in peace? You can't. You can't imitate them. Because the fruit of the Spirit reveals if you are in the Spirit or not. Yeah. Hallelujah. Don't, so don't come around, you know, jumping and screaming and speaking in tongues and you're rebuking all kinds of devils and, and healing all kinds of people, you know, because the enemy can do that. But you know what? Show me peace. Real peace. And peace is more powerful than power. Because peace, it's like the devil comes at you and you're like, okay, is that all you got? I'm going to hurt you, I'm going to kill you, I'm going to take your family away, I'm going to destroy your marriage. And you're like, that's okay. God's got the last word. That's when the enemy starts beating you up and you start getting discouraged and you start thinking that you're alone and you start thinking nobody thinks and believes in you. You start thinking that everything's falling apart. But when you have the fruit of the Spirit, peace, you understand that you know what? The devil can do whatever he wants to, but my God is in control. My God is in control. Hallelujah. So scream all you want to devil. Scream all you want to and yell and jump whatever you want to do. My God has the last word and I will be at peace. I will be at peace. Because the spirit revealed love, it begins to negate all hatred, all, all abuse, all neglect, all hurts, all denial, all rejection. Somebody with me today? Listen to me. Spirit revealed joy. It takes away all depression, obsessions, oppression, deception. Spirit revealed peace. Takes away all anger, insecurity, fear, sadness, and anxiety. Because it is by the spirit and not by power or might. Come on, someone's got to praise him. Hallelujah. I'm going to finish with this. Good. No one said amen. All right. Don't believe that amen that guy said, okay? Now, there are many names of the Spirit, but that doesn't mean that the Holy Spirit is a dove or fire or water. It just simply means that that's an expression of the Spirit. I'm John Mendez. Someone say amen, right? So a lot of you have mistaken me with Pastor Mike Garcia. That's Mike Garcia. I'm John Mendez. I'll, I'll, I'll let you know an easy way for you to identify the two, okay? Mike Garcia has facial hair. John Mendez does not have facial hair. Mike Garcia wakes up combed. I've never seen a hair out of place with Mike Garcia. You know that? One day I was arguing with God, saying, God, why did you give Mike a goatee and mustache? Come, you didn't give me one. 
God patted me on the shoulder and he said, that's okay, son, don't worry about it. Let me explain it to you. I said, okay, explain it to me, God. He said, look, John, there's certain faces that I made that I'll, I look at them and I said, man, I did a great job. <laughs> and then there are other faces that I say, oops, I, I goofed up. I better put a little hair here. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay, I, got, I, I better get back to the message. Okay, love you, Brother Mike. All right. The Holy Spirit is symbolized by water. Symbolized by water. Father God, I pray that your spirit would just teach us right now and reveal to us what you're about to do. You guys got to get ready, man, because there's some miracles that are about to happen right now. You see, this is what Jesus said or what John recorded, uh, on the last day and the greatest day of, of the festival, Jesus stood up and said in a loud voice, let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow within them. And someone say amen. amen. John goes on to reveal this in the next verse. This he meant the spirit. By this he meant the spirit. Whom those who believed in him were later to receive. See Jesus is saying the Holy Spirit is going to come in you. That water is going to be poured into your life. And literally, out of your own life, it's going to be rivers of water flowing from there. Someone with me? Unfortunately, in life, a lot of things happen. Hatred comes into our lives. Animosity. Things that begin to pollute our lives. We become angry hurtful, negative. Our life literally gets darkened by the sin in lives. But then comes the Holy Spirit, the water of the Holy Spirit. And when we open ourselves to the Holy Spirit, it begins to get poured into our lives. And that precious water of the Holy Spirit begins to literally wash away, begins to dilute all the ugliness, all the hurts, all the pain, all the things. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. There are people today who need that water of the Holy Spirit to flow into their lives and literally cleanse them. Sometimes you're angry and you don't know why. You cry and you don't know why. This is Nellie. Nellie came to Catedral de Fe five years ago. This is her sister, Jessica. She brought her. 
Five years ago, Nellie was living on the streets. She was homeless. She had lost her family. She had lost her marriage. She had lost her home. She had nothing. Strung out on drugs. She was a mess. But she came to Catedral. And the Holy Spirit began to flow into her life. Hallelujah. 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 Hey, hey guys. She's five years sober. Hallelujah. 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 Five years. You know what? She got her kids back. She's got a home now. Hallelujah. Uh, a year and a half ago, I married her with her husband. She's a leader in our church. God is using her life. Hallelujah. By the power of the Holy Spirit. By the power of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Will you stand with us? Hallelujah. Oh, karama sikurama. Hallelujah. I pray right now that you open your life up to God. You've come in hurt, down. You're confused, man. You got things happening in your life that it's even hard to define. I'm going to ask you if you're one of those folks that need that filling of the Holy Spirit. You put your hands out like this. Oh, hallelujah. Man, I already feel it right now. There's some folks right now just being filled with the Spirit. Hallelujah. You close your eyes and you just tell the Lord, fill me with your Holy Spirit, Lord. Cleanse me away from all the things that are impure, that don't gratify you, Lord, that don't please you. Hallelujah. Listen to my prayer right now. Be filled. Be filled. <laughs> Be filled with the Holy Spirit right now. Let Him wash away all those things that are polluting your life, your mind, your heart. Be filled with the Holy Spirit, I pray. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody give the Lord a clap offering. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's give God praise. Amen. Thank you, God. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Wow. What a powerful, powerful moment. Would you let Pastor John know how much you appreciate that word? What a great word, John. Let me say, uh, if you need prayer, our team will be down here to pray with you and for you, the worship team. Let's just continue in this mode, opening up for God to move down here in front. Um, let me just say, John, again, thank you for all you're doing and leading the Spanish campus. We now have four Spanish campuses meeting around the Bay Area. Amazing, amazing. Two o'clock right here. And so I encourage it, if you know someone whose primary language, they're Spanish speaking, 
you know, during Christmas, there's a window where people are more open to coming and checking out church. And so we would encourage you to take those cards, invite people out during this next season. And we want to speak God's blessing over you as you go. We love you, Cathedral family. Wow. Thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine brightly upon you. May the Lord be gracious to you and give you his peace. And this week, especially this week, may you walk in the fullness of the Holy Spirit in your life. In the name of the Father, Son, and Spirit, we pray this. All God's people said, amen. God bless you as you go to the